Welcome to the Woeful FC Podcast. This is episode 13. I'm your host, Natalie Berezzi. It is day 21 of the quarantine. Saying that literally sounds like something from a horror movie, like when someone's stuck in space and sends a video each day to their family or something. Anyway, anyway, just play that intro music, please. So like I said, welcome back to the Woeful FC Podcast, episode 13. Once again, second episode in quarantine. Second episode in my bathroom. I don't remember what I said last week in the last episode because this quarantine has made me lose track of time. And last week feels like it was months ago. Also, my brain is slowly melting and I'm not going to listen to the last episode again because I don't want to hear my voice, guys. But I'm doing fine, okay? I'm doing good, mentally stable here, okay? And I hope you're all doing well and staying home. So welcome back. If you hear any sounds, it's my bathroom, okay? Those are pipes. It's water. I can't control that, all right? It's out of my hands. So let's just get into the news. So obviously, football's not back yet. Football won't be back for a while. And this virus has affected major competitions like the Olympics. So the 2020 Olympics have been moved to next year, where in the women's football competition, teams like USA, Netherlands, Japan, Brazil, Great Britain, Sweden, and others were going to compete for the gold medal. I mean, also the silver and the bronze, but every, I mean, you compete for the gold, you know what I mean? So that will be moved to next year along with the men's Copa America and the men's Euro, which were all supposed to be this summer. Also, the Olympics are still going to be called the 2020 Olympics, but it'll be the 2020 Olympics in 2021. I don't know why they can't just make a new logo. I, I feel like it's not that hard. I mean, it'd be kind of hard to like put it everywhere, but you just, I feel like it's a bit confusing. Because the Olympics were postponed along with the Men's Euro and the Copa America to 2021, the brilliant decision was made to postpone the Women's Euro from 2021 to 2022 so it wouldn't overlap with the other competitions. Which... I mean... Really? When I said brilliant, by the way, it was sarcastic. Just really? I mean, even Jenny Hermoso tweeted that they really couldn't find a way to make it work in 2021 and she put like a sad crying emoji and i mean i get it it's strange super rare circumstances this probably won't ever happen again in our lifetimes at least i hope it won't but it just seems like once again women's football is an afterthought and obviously women's football is in the olympics but they're not moving the olympics to 2021 because women's football they're moving it because the whole olympics the olympics are is a huge thing and there's an article by Claire Bloomfield, who's a uh, journalist who works with different magazines and newspapers and writes about women's football, where she says that 
This was a UEFA's opportunity to show that men's and women's tournaments are prioritized equally and, unsurprisingly, they failed miserably. And, like, she's not wrong. I feel like, obviously, there are teams competing in the Olympics and the Euro, so it's kind of hard, but... I think the summer lasts at least three months. Generally, I think years before, the Olympics started later. They started in August. So they could have had the Euro in June, mid-June to July, and then have July be a break, and then the Olympics in August. I guess, you know, the Women's League does start a bit sooner, but I feel like there still could have been a way to make it work or at least I don't know they could have talked to the teams that were competing in both competitions and be like yo do you think you're going to be able to compete in both if we have them both in the same summer because obviously it's up to them because it's about them if they're able to physically survive and I don't know if they did that I doubt they did but it was just kind of like well we have to move the Euro to 2020 and like there's too many competitions so sorry ladies it just gets delayed another year. And obviously everybody's affected by this. Because the men's was, was delayed. But it's like, I don't know. Doesn't really seem like they thought too much about the women's zero. Which really sucks considering how, you know, international football's been getting really big. With the World Cup last year. With, you know, the international tournaments from March. And there was, you know, a lot of hype happening for this next Euro and now it's like we have to wait two more years and then when you're after is the World Cup which I guess is cool because it's like woo you don't have to wait as much for another international competition but I don't know and then I don't know if this will affect the Euro after if they will have to change the year if they'll want to go back to making it happen on odd numbered years I don't know because I might that might happen with the Copa America I don't know it just seems like something really complicated but ultimately just kind of and it's unfair because it's a complicated thing to do I'm sure that they tried to make it work but it feels like they just kind of quickly decided that the woman's zero was going to be moved and I assume that that would happen but it just feels like there wasn't any attempt to make it work One thing I just kind of thought about, which I don't know if any of you guys have thought about, is regarding the Champions League, I feel like that'll be one of the most complicated competitions to reschedule because with, you know, the leagues, it'll depend on each country and when the virus um, reduces and everything and goes back to normal in each country. And so that is just affected by one country. But the Champions League involves multiple countries. So say... In Italy and Spain, which have had the virus longer, things are recovering, getting better, they can go back to the Champions League. But a country like UK, which is just starting now to be under lockdown and everything, they might be under lockdown for a longer time. So they won't be able to play in the Champions League for longer. So the Champions League can't start until all the countries are okay again, which could be really late. While the leagues will finish sooner. So I don't know if maybe the leagues will finish sooner and then we'll be like uh, a few weeks or a month and then 
go back into the Champions League in order to be playing only Champions League matches. And then obviously the Cups, but I feel like everything... I think the Champions League will be the very last thing. I mean, it generally is, but I feel like there will be a gap of time between the leagues, the Cups, all the national trophies, and then the Champions League. Unless they decide to put everything all together at one time, which I think will be a bit rough on the players for their for physically because it's a lot of pressure on one time, especially after being stuck at home for so long. So I think, I mean, I don't know. To have like, because maybe it'll be like, you know, Spain's league will finish, whatever. And then Italy, whatever, Germany. And then maybe a bit later, England. And then do the Champions League in the summer and just kind of do that in a month. It'll be like an international competition, but it's a club competition. I don't know. Luckily, it's not my job to figure out, but UEFA's going to have fun with that one. And they have to deal with the men's competition as well. Yikes. This is going to be definitely an extraordinary year for football. I think, I mean, I don't know how much this will affect the results at the end of the season, whenever that'll be, but I feel like it has to somehow. Mentally, physically, I mean, it's like a break, so they get to recover. But hopefully they're not recovering too much, and they're, obviously each team is sending out exercises, but I don't know, I just want to see how the season ends up. I don't want, especially the Barca players, to lose that winning mentality that they've had. So it's like, it could be a good thing or a bad thing. And obviously if some teams are able to play sooner than others, that's an advantage for them. So I really don't know how everything's going to play out. I don't know if anybody else was thinking about that. I was just thinking about it now. We'll see. It'll definitely be really interesting in Champions League. Also, the Champions League finals in Vienna, I believe. I don't really know the situation in Austria. But will they change the venue if the situation in Austria isn't handled by the time that they've rescheduled everything? That'll be interesting, too. I don't know. I guess we'll have to see. When I know, I'll let you guys know, okay? Last episode, I mentioned that to help pay for the wages of FC Barcelona non-sporting employees that had been temporarily laid off during the quarantine, the club would cut the wages of all players on all the teams. Also, this is, you know, to help the club to not lose all of their money after making some um, stupid decisions and spending too much money that wasn't worth it. Lots of uh, poorly made economic decisions Whatever, we're not going to get into it. That's a different discussion. Also, I'm allowed to say this because I love this club. Okay. Anyway, so it was finally decided that it would be a 70% cut for all teams. And a bit more for the men's team. Also, there was drama with the club's president. But what else is new? I just want to know when he's leaving, okay? These 2021 elections can't come any sooner. Please don't tell me those will be delayed because I need those now. If anything, they should be, you know moved up so here are my thoughts on all these cuts i said it last time but obviously these cuts are necessary that's obvious 
and it's good that the men will have more than 70% of their wages cut. My issue is that with every other team at the club, especially Barca Femini, 70% affects their wages a lot more than it does the men, okay? I'm really glad the players supposedly wanted to do it and they support it, but damn, that's a lot. 70% is big, okay? A 70% cut for Messi means he's going from getting like 100 million per year to 30 million. And that's not counting his sponsored. And obviously Messi's like the highest played player in the world. Obviously not all Barca players are getting that much. But still, this is they're still getting paid way more than the women's. That is not the case for the women. And I said this last time, but the consequences that this has on the women do not compare at all to how it affects the men. And even Barca is one of the luckier teams because they're sponsored by Stanley, which helps pay part of the wages. And with the players' agreement that was finally signed this year, it you know assures that the players in the Primera Iberdrola will be paid a minimum of 16,000 euros a year. And it's probably a bit higher at Barca, but literally, that is change for the guys. If you look at the La Liga um, agreements, they are assured at least 150,000 annually 150,000 that's the minimum and even second division players are assured at least 77,000 per year and of course okay there goes my bathroom sorry about that and of course the men make more money because of sponsors and tv rights and competitions and this and that which you know the women aren't to blame because you know they could too but these companies and tvs aren't you know, taking a chance on them. Whatever, that's a discussion for another day as well. But the point is, is that if the men have higher wages, then they should give more, which is what Barcelona is doing. But the women shouldn't have to give such a huge percentage of their salaries when they make so much less. Why does it have to be 70%? Why 70%? That is so much. Make it like 20% or 50% at most. But 70? I don't know. I think that's a lot. 70%? Their wages are way smaller. You compare 16,000 per year to 150,000 per year. And 16,000 taking away 70% of that? Oh my god. It, I mean, it could be a way to be like, yeah, the teams are cutting their salaries equally. The men's team and the women's team are equal. But no, it's like giving one person a 10 slice pizza and another one a 5 slice pizza and then you take away 7 slices away from both and yeah you took away the same amount of pizzas but one has 3 slices left and the other one has nothing did that make sense? I'm a journalist I don't do math but I think you get the point okay it's just you can't compare some of these players live in small apartments by themselves because they don't have money to bring their families they don't have money for gyms barca men's players has they don't ever have to leave their house they live outside the city because they need big houses like messi ter stegen they've all built like their own house custom made however they want it you know they have their own gym they have pools beautiful views and that's fine it's their money they're allowed to do whatever they want with it but they're gonna be fine with a 70 percent cut 
the women, I mean, obviously Barca is very lucky compared to smaller clubs. They also do, a lot of the players have sponsors and stuff, but it's just not the same. And 70% just seems, again, like you're looking at the women's team, like they don't matter. Or even the other Barca teams. I'm sure that on the other teams, there are coaches and players who will take a big hit from 70% cut. And like I said, every team has to cut, but 70% is so much. 70%. I mean, even other teams like Bayern Munich, they only get a 20% cut. And that's on the men's team as well. And if the players wanted to donate, that's fine. But 70%? That just seems... Like, wow. I mean, it's really, you know, it's really kind that they just want to help out as much as they can, fix the situation, and, like, they're being really selfless. But, you know, thinking about equality, economic equality, it's just, it's not, it's not really fair. And obviously, you can't just raise the wages. I mean, you probably should. Barcelona has the money for it. (laughs) But, you know, I don't see why it's so hard to just, if the men are going to donate more, are going to give more, why keep it 70 for the other teams as well? I guess maybe it'll help the whole club because, you know, not, not being able to broadcast games and play it all. And all these things and having to keep paying everyone is difficult. Maybe they should lower the men's wages. I don't know. Obviously that won't happen because that'd be extremely complicated. But, I mean, if they need the woman and every other team to donate 70% to save the club. Because I don't think it's just, I think with the men's wages you could honestly pay all the non-sporting workers, I think. So obviously it has to do with saving the club from like losing all their money. And if the club is in such danger, that's concerning. Which I wouldn't be surprised because just look at the transfer they've made. Not the women's obviously on the men's first team and how how much they've spent and how much they've gotten back. Like I'm not surprised. So I just hope that this doesn't affect the women's players in a negative way that would, I don't know, possibly stop them from being able to play. I mean, I doubt it because, like I said, Barca is one of the luckiest teams, at least in Spain, that the women's, that the players can actually, you know, live as footballers. They don't have to have double jobs. A lot of them, you know, are studying, have university studies. Well, not a lot of them, actually. Only a few, really. But compared to other teams where many of them have two jobs, a footballer inside and doing other things just to be able to live from it. But Barca, obviously, they are allowed to just live from playing as fo- from being a footballer. So I hope that this cut doesn't really hurt them. And that, you know, the sponsors that they have can help out and Stanley as well. But I mean, it's just rough. It just... The thing that stops me is like they they apparently the players apparently wanted to and I don't know how much they were forced by the club to agree to it. I just feel like 50% would have been better cuz 70% is so much. 
it just seems like an extraordinary amount. But obviously, if they wanted to, and it was their agreement, then I guess I support it because for a good cause, but it's just such a big number. And it seems like so unfair to them when they get paid so much less. And they don't have to raise their wages. I'm just saying reduce this cut. That's all I'm saying. For them and for their teams. Because like I said before, you can't compare 16000 per year to 150000 per year. Messi will still get $30 million per year. Plus from Adidas, plus whatever he posts on Instagram, plus Pringles or Lays, whoever he works for. So much money. He could pay for the wages of the women's players. Or at least a few. So I don't know. We'll see what comes from this. I hope, like I said, Barca's one of the luckier teams. I hope that other teams that have to make cuts will be, will cut less for the women's teams because obviously it will hit harder on other teams. Hopefully, you know, this won't have to last for too long. Everything will get better and we'll get football as soon as possible. But some of these economic decisions, man, they just make me really confused. But whatever, at least the team is donating, they're helping the situation, they're trying to pay all the workers that can't work. So it's good. The economic inequality is very, 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 very debatable. But there's nothing we can do for now. We'll just have to see how everything plays out. So if you made it this far, thank you for sticking through this um, raw, unedited podcast in my bathroom. I hope it entertained you or informed you in any kind of way. Made you feel something. Um, I really miss football. But if you want to talk about football or our feelings or anything at all, hit us up at, hit us up on Twitter at yes, Natalie, yes, that is yes with two S's on both yeses and Instagram at wofofc. Thank you so much for taking your time to listen to this podcast. This is the wofofc podcast. I'm Natalie Brezzi. And stay tuned next Monday for another, I'm going to be honest, another mediocre podcast from my bathroom. Thank you so much and goodbye.